And welcome to, as the sign says, your favorite podcast, Diamond Dreams Miami Academy up and in. Armando Alvarez here with Mike Quintana as usual. Welcome back. Welcome. Episode 27. Wow. And we always say, who do you think of with 27? I already have two in mind. I'll give you a big hint. Dominicans. I got a big one for you. 27 world championships. Oh, yeah. Make it 28 after the season. We hope. That's what they say every season. <sighs> New York it's, been a, it's been a while. But I'm thinking Juan Marichal and Vladimir Guerrero. Wow, Vladi. Yeah. Wow. It's Probably the best players. Dominican pitcher. Probably. One of the best Dominican hitters. Yep. Bueno, Pedro Martinez is up there too, but Juan Marichal and Pedro are other are the standards. Up They're up there. Man, what 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 good pitchers. It's it's different to see Pedro now on TV doing analysts. I know, like. man, dude. I, you know what? You know what I love <laughs> that that Pedro, <laughs> Pedro and Big Poppy are doing this analysis with the heavy accent, bro, and I love it. I love it. And then they've gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, man. Pe Pedro está rellenito. <laughs> Pedro's, like looking, de Yana, Pedro's looking more like a merengue singer oh these my days. Gosh, that's awesome. And Big awesome. Poppy, dude. There was a the other day at Publix mentioning Big Poppy. I'm in line paying. And a mom's behind me, and she's like, hey, because, hey, we don't play baseball this weekend. And her kid comes, and I'm like, hey, you, you play baseball? Your kid plays baseball? Yeah, my kid plays baseball. Oh, cool, he's wearing a Yankee hat. And and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he just went to the WBC. And that, you know who he met? Big Poppy. And I go, oh, and I go, how did that go? Because I'm seeing a Yankee hat there. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, he's a Yankee fan, but he still took a picture with Poppy. Awesome. I'm like, man, big, awesome. I, I, I like Big Poppy, you know, personal stuff you know he but i can't forgive him for those times he beat us up survived the gunshot too oh, God, <laughs> man in the dominican okay Garcia, so, Garcia, poppy bro one wow. one day one day we'll find out we're gonna have to the, talk the about all that. the tell tell all book we're gonna have like to big talk poppy about but big shout out to sammy love follow him evil love music and uh dude loving loving our intro music and also brought to you by diamond dreams miami academy we are here, a little spring break action, right? Not much going on this week. but One of uh, many. One of many. <laughs> and like 16 of them, right? Everybody <laughs> but, has um, you know, practice is good. Just getting the kids through the week and taking it easy this week with them a little bit and get ready to get back heavy next week. But yesterday there was a, you know, spring break week practice and it was awesome. Awesome. I thought practice yesterday was great. It was T-ballers really killing it. Dude, with what the T-ballers, I got to give a shout out. Gabby Mainoldi yes. and Caleb Auricchio. Yes, Dude, sir. They, they did a... That play didn't look like a, a four and five year old play. It didn't. That, that looked like it didn't. That was solid. It looked big. That was real solid. Nice throw in the air. Nice catch in the air. Foot on the base. We got a nice applause from it. everybody there. Hey, and Coach Nugget, man, I think he's doing a great job with that practice, man. Yeah, no, no, Nugget, a, Nugget's awesome. Did a great job. Shout out to Danny there. He's. Uh, I need to. Uh, I need to see who he great. picked for. Uh, pick one for fantasy. Oh. <laughs> I think he was leaning Alcantara. Oh boy, yeah. I think he traded them already. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man! Yeah. I told him, dude, go J Rod, Trey Turner, one of those yeah, guys. Good picks. And also brought to you by Armando Alvarez, dude. Now if you, if you go to DD Park, you see this uh, really handsome dude there. You're watching uh, every practice from center <laughs> field. His eyes are on every practice, bro. There was uh, you made me laugh the other day. You were like, man, I was throwing BP and I turned around and you were looking right. Yeah. At me. <laughs> I love it. Great <laughs> all, sign all eyes up on there the field, DD Park. But if you're buying, selling, looking for real estate advice, call me. Signs right there, or you could just call me 786-252-1691. It's my personal cell phone. I'll, I'll answer. We'll talk. 
get together, a little carreta action, some tostada, cafecito. cafecito. Can't beat that, man. Can't beat it. Can't Dude, beat when it. when I when I get older, I wanna I wanna be one of those guys that goes to la carreta. Just wanna hang out there. That's it. That's it. Oye, oye, Mike. Son las ocho de la mañana. Vamos para allá. Bring a cigar and just hang out, man. And all of a sudden, we just speak Spanish. Get to know the ladies who work there by first name. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they all know them by first or name. Or just call them mi amor. Yeah. Who works too. Dude, I posted something the other, um, it was Monday on Instagram. And I think it was like the post that attracted the most action that I've, I've put in, in a while. I, I went to Pinecrest Bakery that day and I ordered my cafecito, my tostada. Then I started thinking of something, man, and I posted it. I put that I came to the sad realization that those those women making the cafe that call me muchacho and mijo, they're about my same age now, man. Yeah, you're same age, 40s. You're in the 40s. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how, how did I get here? I was like, man, I'm used to always being a muchachito, ordering the cafe, and these señoras attending me. Dude, I'm... I'm um, yes, yeah, senor, hey, senor sir, and, sir age. And time's not slowing down. We're already in April. <laughs> We're already in April. It's, it's not slowing down. Jeez, it's getting quicker, man. man. Enjoy the moments. Enjoy the coffees. Enjoy the cafecitos. No, I'll, 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 and I'll enjoy them at the oh, 90. Yeah, absolutely. But we got to go in traje, Mike, or Guayabera. No, we have to. That's a, or DD that's a must. That's your new, you got your podcast, eh? You got yeah, that new podcast, swag on? My podcast t-shirt. Love it. We'll, we'll Love take it. a picture and post it, but Mike, Mike's Love been it. posting it. Love it. Love it. We got some new colors coming out and give some away. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that'll be awesome. Yeah. We'll ask some questions during the show. Make yeah. sure you're listening. Text us in, get the answers right, and you get yourself a free <laughs> shirt. Exactly. But, you know, Mike and I have been talking. We got some some badass shows coming coming up, but this one's going to be badass because we're, we're going to be talking some WBC, and we're going to be talking about the craziness that was USA Cuba in just a little bit. But, Mike... First off, man, Japan, champion of the WBC. If Rob Again. Manfred and MLB and WBC wrote the script of how this would end with anybody, with Spielberg, Tarantino, whoever, they couldn't have written a better script than what happened in real life. You couldn't have written a better script. It was the way it ended was absolutely perfect. It was beautiful. Um, it was beautiful. Worth uh, spe speechless. There's no words to describe it. You know, but Amando, did you see those television statistics in Japan? 94.6% of all TVs in the country. Pretty much everybody. Were on <laughs> during the last, the, the last at bat. That's Think amazing. about that. Think about how amazing that is. And, you know, for the people out there that kind of hate on sports a little bit, because I know there's some people out there hate on sports, I guess sports, I guess see the people, sports. I don't know what brings people together better or more than good sports. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the whole world was tuned in. Let me tell you, man, when, when I worked in TV, a really, really quick thing, because you just reminded me of it. Um, back when I was still working local, local television, you know, I came in kind of like in the, in the, in the last, the last years of the, of the glory days of local sports at NBC six. And then he just started cutting sports more and more and more. And it was one of those things that then like the news directors would say like, Oh, but whoever wants to watch sports, go to ESPN. Or yeah, nobody wants to watch a clown, another okay. clown. But every time there was a big story, of course. Oh yeah. Armando, mm -hmm. eh, can we lead the news with, with sports? Can you do a three minute package? Can you go interview? And I was like, hey, I, I thought nobody cared about sports. Yeah. Yeah, sports, sports definitely... Everybody. Brings it together. 
brings it together, man. Oh, yeah, and for everybody that said this was a meaningless tournament, mm -hmm. Keith Oberman, not idiot. Meaningless, not, meaningless. Uh, not meaningless. I don't think it, it's very difficult to get professional athletes in this country-type scenario and just call it an exhibition. You know, I, I think that they have to get away from using that word expedi expedition. Is that expedition? Exhibition. Exhibition <laughs> for this event. Yeah. This is a world-class, big-time, Olympic-type event. And I think 2026, I, I think you're, you're going to see a different pitching staff with the, the USA. Oh, because we didn't, take, we didn't to. take any horses, really. We Dude, look, look at anybody. the Japanese pitchers versus American yeah, pitchers. Yeah, I mean, you know, and listen, a big you know, Japanese has a squad, you know. Um, but you know, USA needs to take their, their Garrett Coles and, and their Scherzers and their, you know, hey, Verlander will be a, gra a grandpa by yeah. then, but, but those so are the guys I think, I think that, that we need to take so that, you know, the rest of the world can just get a taste. You know what I mean? But great game. No, ab absolutely. Last four or five games were outstanding. Amando in the world baseball classic, starting from that Mexico, Mexico, Puerto Rico, that game was <laughs> No, dude, all all, all the games, all the games were great. You know, Puerto Rico, Dominican. Uh, you had, you know, um, what was it? Uh, USA against Venezuela was a great, yeah, game, great game, dude. That was a classic. We'll talk about it a little bit, and and we'll talk about it a little bit more in in um probably in a few minutes, in another forty minutes, because uh, we still got to talk about about Japan. Mike Shohei Otani. I mean, how how is that even fair to? Have that guy <laughs> come out at the end, and we were talking about this yesterday with, with our with our, our friend David Vela over at, at Diamond Dreams, dude. What a dilemma for teams, and what a good situation to be in if you're Shohei Otani's agent. Because when his contract's up, I, I, if I'm the agent, I sit there and I'm like, all right, um, owner of the Yankees or whoever wants to sign him. How much is the top pitcher making? No, $43 million. Verlander, okay, 43. How about a uh, top hitter? No, Judge, 40 million. Okay. Otani's up there in hitting. Otani's up there in pitching. Let's do 80 mil. No, no, we can't do 80 mil. We do could we could do 40. Okay, you could do 40, but you want him as a pitcher or as a hitter? Because he's not gonna get 40 for both. <laughs> You need to pay him more. It's going to be I think legit, at the very least, you got to pay him 50. Yeah, I think 50 at is least, a good number. At the I, least. I don't, I don't think He's not gonna get 80, they're going to double up like that. Oh, he does two positions. and, and But you 50. Know, but I think, you know, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised here, Armando, if you see some type of like lifetime contract here where even after retirement, he's still going to get some type of money just to not overload like the yearly salary on a team, drop 50, 60 million on him. But like the Bobby I think Bowen? I think fifty's a I think I think I think fifty's a starting point. Man, if anybody in baseball deserves it, yeah, it's Shohei Otani. I, I think that fifty's a starting point. Uh, I think you'll see north of fifty, but I do think you'll see some type of you know back end push on money um, to make it work out for the teams because you know teams are getting close already to spending big numbers on. Well, yeah, it's a lot of money guys. that they're yeah. that they're giving out. That's a lot of money. It was unfathomable to even mention forty million a year. Now we're talking about fifty. Yeah, <laughs> fifty million yeah, dollars a year yeah, for yeah, a it's player. Wild. It's wild, man. But this guy's special. This guy's special. I don't think that you're gonna find somebody like this again. 
and and yeah. he plays con con gana, you yeah. know, like he plays con gana, like you you saw him like sprinting from the dugout to get in a bat, yeah. hits and then sprints back into the yeah. in, into the uh, bullpen. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Like that that, that felt like uh like almost like, you know, yeah. like a high school game to me. And know? I know that Babe Ruth was a two-way guy, but it's not like this guy. It's no. very different. It's no, cuz he didn't do different. it at the same time. He was a pitcher yeah. first. Yeah. And then, very you different. know, I mean, he hit but then once he got to the Yankees, he was he just stopped. a hitter. Very different, you know. But, you know, Tani's special, man. It's going to be, uh, I think, 50. 50 is a starting point, Armando. 50. 50 more. What a, what a beast, man. But yeah. but like Mike said, the Japan arms were great. Hard to beat those guys when you have Otani coming out of the bullpen. Uh, the hitting was great. Mutanaka Murakami. Stud. He brought the que, que palo he, that he hit. I mean, 56 what, bombs, something like that. He had 56. Yeah, triple he, won, crown. he won the triple crown. Yeah. The kid's 23 years old. I mean, you could t- you could tell. He has a baby face. So he'll post when he's 25 years old? Yeah, 25, Yeah, 26. you're going to have to pay that guy money to that he kid. He signed a three-year contract, but in the contract is stipulated after year three, which is 2025, he has to post okay. to Major League Baseball. And then the Yankees could sign Hideki Matsui 2.0. <laughs> no, the kid, the kid, dude, the kid's, kid's a real stud, deal. man. Kid's a real deal. He got the game-winning hit against yeah. uh, Mexico, and dude, what a what a blast against the USA. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, real quick, the manager of the Japan, all those moves he made in the Mexico game in the last <laughs> inning, there was a bunch of moves there. Yeah, there was Otani came in the hit. There was the pinch runner, which by the way, he flew. <laughs> he looked like you. Dude. He looked like you, Mandito. <laughs> like I was flying. Me, me in high school, bro. That guy, he almost caught up to Otani. And Cool and collective, those that Japan manager. Super cool chill as a cucumber, man. Super yeah. chill. And lots, of, I, lots of respect for those guys, especially their discipline. You know, I, I know, I know. There's a, um, there's been a standard of bringing these Japanese players here. How about bringing that guy to manage a team here? Why the hell not? Have to have a that guy looks like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I he definitely knows what he's everything. doing. But um, you know, and what a great speech by Otani there pregame. You know, I mean they, they they've won it twice already, right? Three times. Three times. Oh, no, Shohei Otani's three out of be, five. Uh, three out of five. Something like that. That's uh, big time. He's a great ambassador for baseball. Yep. You know, and, uh, and and one of these players that if you have a kid, you know, maybe not to play two positions like that, but hey, that that's the guy you want to emulate. He goes out there, plays hard, doesn't talk smack. He just comes out, does his job. Hey, and his interpreter is going on a hell of a ride, huh? Oh my god. <laughs> his interpreter is going on a hell of a ride, man. Probably wants Otani never to learn English. Oh. Hey, I want a gig. <laughs> Continue speaking only Japanese. It's big time, man. Bro, but you know who speaks? Um, who speaks with home runs? Kyle Schwarber. Guy can hit. Guy Dude, can and rake. every and uh, that that stat came out in every big tournament you could ever think of. Yep. Kyle Schwarber hits a, a home run. Yeah, guy's got some pop. He's got a nice compact swing. Likes to pull the ball, and I love that. He's doing well. And like my I'm dad would have said, la botó de foul there like ten times, and then yep. he hit him one yep. <laughs> for real, yep. like into, into the upper yeah. deck. Yeah, he's a good player, man. Real good player. But, Mike, before we get to USA Cuba, man, Lone Depot Park looked fantastic. Oh, it was full. Oh, my God, bro. You, th- you think with all that extra money they made, they're going to sign somebody or what? No. Anybody left to sign no. off the trade or anybody? <laughs> no. Uh, but, but that stadium looked amazing, it packed. Did. It did. The atmosphere on yep. TV, it looked beautiful. It did. What what a showcase for that stadium. Showcase for the stadium and, and maybe personnel. Kind of, hey, we got the right players in here. You're going to get the fans. You know what I mean? But... It was great to see it. You know, I love to see the park like that. I didn't go to any games. I sold all my tickets. Um, Me neither. But, uh, you know, it, it looked awesome. 
So, so, so such a nice stadium. They did such a good job with that place, man. I love that place. Somebody said if if the Marlins would have wanted to spend money, Trey Turner, twenty something million dollars, kid from Boynton Beach. But no, we got a. Right. No offense to Julie Gurriel and right. Jose Iglesias. Interesting but. infield this year, the Marlins. Let's see. First baseman playing second, center, second baseman playing center. We'll talk second about second baseman uh, playing third. We'll talk about Arias a little bit and and, and yeah, a I bit. Guy could hit, but let's get to USA Cuba, man. This this was more than just a game. US wins 14-2. I was happy as can be. Uh the Cuban manager had got a Magalo, but was hanging out with his brand new Invicta. That he bought at International Mall. Got taken away from the moment he got <laughs> Los <alogitaron. laughs> Um, But it was about the Cuban people in Miami, Mike. They came out they did. shouting Patria Vida, shouting Asesino to the Cuban officials, which I love, bro. Tell, tell them to their face. We saw some of the Cuban dissidents who formerly resided in Cuba, like um, like Danilo Maldonado, who's an artist. He, he was the first one that came out on, on the field with the message. Another writer that's part of that San Isidro movement. So, so dude, it, it was it was a showcase for baseball, but also a showcase for the Cubans and the Cuban-American people here who support freedom in the country to go up to those commies' faces and tell them, hey, this is what's up, man. We want freedom for our people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can tell you do that for those people just to be there, huh? Yeah. You know, stay behind the glass, you know what I mean? Just, uh... It's an unfortunate situation all around. The whole thing, I mean? man. The whole thing's just so unfortunate. But, um, hey, they got waxed. Yes, yeah, so I we took <laughs> it, it easy pretty. on them. We kind of put in the quote-unquote, you know, fourth, fifth inning, moved the guys around, but uh, they got waxed up. So Yeah, Mookie Betts playing yep. second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, they got definitely got waxed up. That first inning was interesting, though, Armando. First inning was, <laughs> was interesting when they got loaded the bases with no outs. Yep. But um, but no, it was interesting. But, you know, hits. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the fans, man. Happy for the fans. They got to say their piece, and it's beautiful living in a free country. You know, you got to do those things. It um, is, man. And you know, and and but one of the things that bothered me, Mike, and I know it bothered you too, because we we spoke about it. Um, you know, I I get security at, at stadiums, not wanting conflict, trying to you know ease up on the political, the political hats and the political shirts and all that. But dude, I don't think Patria Vida is political. Patria Vida is, is just a statement, you know, countering their patria, patria o, o muerte venceremos, eh, which is, you know, that, that kami, the kami slogan, Patria Vida. We want to live, man. We want freedom for, for a country. I don't think that's political at, uh, at all. But we watched some of the videos that the Beachy Boys uh, posted and some people being told you can't wear those shirts here at the stadium. Yeah, I think what happened is you have a bunch of just, you know, commies infiltrado amando, you know, and... Um you know, for some reason, you know, seeing those videos, you know, I wonder what what the policy was or or what was the reasoning or what are the answers for it now? You know what I mean? But it definitely was disappointing, you know, having people change their shirts. I mean, just Pate de Vida shirts. Um, but it seems to me that maybe it was just maybe those, those workers, bro. Maybe you'll call me. Never know. Hey, you oh, never yeah, know who's I, infiltrated. You I never some, know, man. I saw some videos, and it wasn't even the the messaging, Mike. It was the way they were saying it. Yeah, like, Así you, know. Con el, yeah. you know, dude. Imagine you yeah. you leave you leave a country. Take it like off our, or don't come in. Like our parents, you know, left, you know, Cuba, and 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 that's they were talked to in a, in a bad manner. You know, I remember my dad telling me when when he was leaving Cuba and he was at the airport que lo tenía amenazado. 
And when he got on that plane and it was coming to Miami, he's like, bro, the shit's going to turn around. They're going to drop me back after in Cuba. He wasn't he wasn't content until he reached land here. And then imagine like some some come mierda, like at, at the stadium talking to you in that manner when all you're doing is protesting that same attitude. You yeah. know, and 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 somebody telling you what you can and cannot say. I get it. I I get that there's, you know, hey, we want clear bags, we want this and that. Patria Vida doesn't hurt anybody, bro. And if you're worrying about pissing off those communist pigs, bro, don't. Yeah, don't be worried about that. Don't be worried about that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder what the Marlin stance on that on that is. You know, because I haven't heard anything or you know what me I mean. Me neither. But um yeah, I'm 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 kind of curious to see like what was the reasoning for that and but you know, I, I think a lot, I just think a lot of these people fall to the commies, bro. They meet their demands. They maybe said, "Hey, can you help out?" Sure, we will. And and who knows? But it, it seemed like it was isolated with some, mainly just some workers at some, some gates. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you never know who's in the mix, man. You know, it's you, sad, you, ne- you never know. As, as my as my dad <clears throat> as my dad said once, he goes, "Uno no sabe por quién está rodeado." Yeah, you don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. You don't know. You absolutely don't know. Just like in the stadium, man. You know. It's like in the stadium, hey, the man. Even man, and and you, you know, said something, disappointing. Mike. You said, you know, we we're, we're thankful we live in a in a free country, and you know, should be thankful that he's here in a free country and playing baseball, making millions of dollars as you are Moncada. Yep. And we talked about this when when these three players, you know, Moncada, Luis Robert, and and Giovanni Cespedes, decided to play for the for the Cuban team. You know, th- three guys that are. You know, Cespedes not anymore because, you know, of his knucklehead move getting injured. But uh, Luis Robert and Moncada are studs, man. They're they're really good players. They play for the White Sox. You know, as, as Cuban players, I, I, I want to support them. I've, I've wanted to support them. Not anymore. Um, I thought it was a bad move, a bad look. And we'll go through some other statements from some other players in, in a bit. <clears throat> but Joan Moncada, before the game, you know, a day before, was asked if he was going to say Patria Vida. You know, dude, this is a chance that you have as a player playing in the big leagues, living in the United States, to make a statement, to make some sort of gesture to the Cuban people over there, understand their suffering, understand that you came to this country under the guise of, I'm here for political asylum. And now when they ask you that, you said, yo no tengo nada que ver con eso. I don't have anything to do with that. I'm here to play ball. Listen, Papa. You're here playing Major League Baseball, making millions, millions. You say nothing about the atrocities that are going against your people and your country. You're being used as a pawn by the Canel, by Raul Castro, if, if, if he's even still alive and competent. You're being used as a, as a pawn, bro. I'm all for free speech. But if you're here for political asylum and you go back and play for the people that are supposedly, you know, Oh no, me voy por política, eh, por politi- eh, asilo político. But you go back and play over there and you say, you know, don't have to do with eso. Eh, you you, you got to go. You got to go. Hey, nobody's forcing you to be here. Nobody's forcing you to like the United States. If you come here and you don't like it, hey, bienvenido. Go back. Yeah, the, the, only, the only thing with that is, man, you just don't know what they're told, man. You know, yeah, but don't my, put don't put yourself is, in that situation. Yeah, just say no. Just say just, no. Say no. I'm not gonna like participate. say no to drugs. You know, yeah, just just, just say, say no. no. You know, hey, I'm not gonna participate. Um, you know, we're not gonna be a part of it like many did. You know what I a mean? A lot. And, the majority. Yeah, the majority. Um, 
but these guys, you know, and, and my dad would always say it, bro. Some people just have sangre comunita, bro. Yep. And, you know, maybe they have family still over there. Maybe you never know. They got a personal phone call from the president. Like, Where did they get the family aquí? No te meten eso. I don't know. Look, but look. This, the easy thing would have been to oh, not just go. Just say no, man. Yeah. Just and, say no. And look, I, I know that I we're. Know, just say no. I know, I know that we're raised in. You know, born and raised in, in communism, and and I, and I get it. Look, even even back in in my dad's time, you know, some some of his siblings were were communist leaning. You know, and and they they never, you know, they would never talk about that. They loved each other as siblings. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they never they never talked about that. You know, uh, politics and all that. But even in in families, you know, they were divided for for those leanings. But but those people never left. They believed stayed. in that. They stayed yep. there, you know, for better or worse. I get it. I mean, they would ask my dad to send them a bunch of stuff. But <laughs> but, but they, you know, Moncada's privilege, man. He's here making millions of dollars. Could have just said no, man. That would have saved him, you know, and not just that, you know. His manager is Cuban. That's going to be interesting, Mike. That's going to be interesting. I, that, that's why I think that, I think that, um, I think for sure Griff will have some type of talk with them. Not... Not to um, punish them because you're not going to punish a grown man. It's not going to do that. They don't do that there. Um, but just to get, you know, a perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, get a his, perspective, whole, his whole staff is Cuban, Cuban American. Yeah. That's why it would be interesting to, to just get a perspective there. And and maybe you know, could, maybe this could be educational for them, you know. At the end of the day, those two kids, at the end of the day, Moncada and Robert, they're just still kids, bro. You know, they, yeah. they may didn't even know. But, hey. They got that communism blood. They're fucked. You know, <laughs> nothing you can do about that, buddy. Look, to me, to me, it's shameful. You know, you, you had this Chapman come out saying, this is a quote, in the Dominican, I mean, I'm sure it was in Spanish, but I'll tell you the English version. In the Dominican, all, all, all the Dominicans players leave, finish their seasons here, and then most go back to their country and spend most of their off-season in the Dominican. A lot of us Cubans, first of all, we had to leave illegally. The Cuban government doesn't give us permission to go anywhere. It's just not athletes, it's everybody. Before you couldn't leave Cuba to go anywhere. We left, we left illegally, and the very Cuban government began to call us traitors, saying a bunch of things against us. And so on top of that, calling us all those things, then they don't televise any of our games in Cuba. They don't televise big league games over there, supposedly because they don't want to show the Cuban baseball players who are playing over here. Also, a lot of us have gone 8, 10, 15 years without being able to return to Cuba. At this point, a lot of people talk about the island, the country. Yeah, but that same country has called you a traitor because you made the decision to come to this country. There's yep. just a lot there. There you go. Yandy Diaz of the Rays. How can a baseball player who has been called a traitor, who was separated from his family and who was never mentioned, go play for the dictatorship's team? Yeah, that's what my thing is. I, you know, who knows what's on the other end of it? You know, threats, um... Who knows, man? That that's why it'd be interesting just to get like a full understanding of of their perspective, you know. Because to a regular brain, you say going you hell no. But they might just be communists, bro. Maybe <laughs> they it. might, they might know, just be. Oh, yeah, they might just be, bro. And and you know, but you know, I think on the other side there might be some stuff on the back end there. But look, there's other guys like no. uh, Alemis Diaz. 
Jose Iglesias, Javier Hernandez, and the Gurriel brothers, yeah. Ulysses and Lourdes, they weren't even invited because they, they left. Oh, yeah, and, the, um, and and then Jordan Alvarez declined. Jose Abreu declined. Oh, yeah, Nestor Cortez declined. The two young Mesa brothers could have been the two Cubans. Right, Victor signed, and Victor Victor. Been two guys that play there. They and Victor Victor oh, Victor. Yeah, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> and Victor Victor Victor. Yep. And Randy Arozarena. Yep. He went who, to. Who, when they asked him, he said, you know what? I want to play them in the final. I want them to get to the final para darle palo. Yep. And you he's know? Cuban. And he got a Mexican citizenship, right? He got a Mexican citizenship to play in the WBC for Mexico, who took him in. That's big. That's, that's a nice move. That's a, that's, that's a great, that's, move. That's, that's and, a great and, move. And if there's a player que se destacó, who looked great in the WBC, it was Randy Rosarena. Well, big time. Big time. He was like, watch the Randy show. Man, when he robbed that home run and oh. he just stood there. <laughs> he just stood there, man, like just looking with a stare. Exhibition games, no? Exhibition, Keith no. Olbermann. <laughs> oh, yeah, this leads, this leads me to an idea I have, Mike. And I, and I'm, and I uh, you know, with, 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 my, with my boy, uh, Pedro Bibi Perez Rora, I'm, I, I, wrote a, I wrote a letter. And, you know, he's going he's gonna to write some stuff as well. That we want to present. Who we presented to? I don't. I don't know. You know, it could be government officials. It could be the the, the major league baseball, WBC, everybody. But my idea is for the next WBC. We just mentioned all these guys, right? Having a Cuba Libre team for the next WBC. I'm not saying to dissolve the Cuban team. You know, the Cuban government wants to send somebody. WBC and MLB allow it. Hey. Diaz Canel could have his, his team here. But I would love to see a team here made up of Cubans and Cuban Americans who play in the bigs or in, you know, in the big the league system and the minors, whatever. university, whatever. Open it up and let these kids play for their country, for the Cuban people, for, for the right reasons, not for, for the dictatorship, not for the government, not to go back there and throw it in the face of people. No, no, no. For the Cuban people. I like that idea. It's a great idea. I, I think that idea should have happened with the first WBC when you still had Palmero and Mike Lowe and, and a bunch of guys. You know, Jorge Posada could have probably played for the team as well since, you know, born in Puerto Rico, but Cuban Cuban pops. Um, I, I think, you know, could you imagine like Arenado playing for Cuba Libre? Um, you know, guys like, um, well, you know, y- Yonder's already retired, but if he wanted to, you manage. Come, and take some, yeah. come and take some cuts. Him, John Jay, managing yep. the team. You know, you have your Dan Alvarez, uh, Chapman, Rosarena, you'll be welcome. You might be all right. Tremendo squad. I think you should get You would have you tremendo, give, tremendo give, squad. Give that a push, man. Give it a push. That'll be awesome. Give it a push. Will it go somewhere? I don't I don't know. Well, but you know what? Let's give it wheels. I, I like it. Let's give it wheels at least, right? Let's give it a push. Give it some wheels and see what happens. Team Cuba Libre yeah. for the next WBC. Sponsored by Diamond Dreams Miami Open In. And well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll actually have nice uniforms. Hey. Because those uniforms sure were most of the uniforms, man. Like what? What the uniforms that were nice? USA clean. I like Japan. Japan was nice. Clean. The pinstripes. Clean. Basic. Who, who else? Clean basic colors. Who else? Basic colors, man. It's basic stuff. Basic fonts. Listen, stuff. I get I get the Venezuelan clean incorporating shoes. their their flag much. colors, Terrible. but sometimes it doesn't work. Terrible. A bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much. A bit much. Shouldn't have more than a couple colors. They, they need they need good you know, but dude the. The, that team, the Venezuelan team, is badass, bro. Yeah. They are badass. Um, they need better uniforms. Oh, yeah. They need better uniforms. Major League Baseball, get on it, man, because yep. those those guys need to look clean. 
clean, clean, clean. And and speaking of the Venezuelans, if you're the Marlins and you made that trade for Pablo, Pablo Lopez for Luis Arraez, that last game, and two jacks, he for looked statement. amazing. He had eight home runs you're, only last year. You're you're excited. You're excited. I'm excited. Fan. He's on my fantasy team. Oh. I'm real excited. I think uh, kid's good. I think that was a good move by the Marlins, man. Marlins at the end, I think made a couple of nice solid moves. Not enough, but hey, better. You know, better. Arraez, I like man. Unfortunate Jose Altuve, broken hand, happens broken when, thumb. Happens when you play the game. It happens. Happens when you play. It the happens. Game. It's can't not. Does nothing to do with WBC. Can't play in a bubble. Can't. Can't, can't, live, in can't live in a bubble. Can't play in a bubble. Can't live in a bubble. You know, can't. Uh, you're gonna get hurt, but hit by the ball. You know, Giovanni Seppel is like I said. You know, riding yeah. on ATV. Uh, other guys, you know, just walking. You could you could tear something. You know what I mean? Look at um, Edwin Diaz jumping up and down. Hey. Tears his patella tendon. That's what happens when you compete at the highest level. Unfortunate for Altuve. Go compete at the highest level against the professionals all over the world. Accidents are gonna happen. You know? But it'll heal. This guy Bard was all Altuve over the place. <laughs> oh my God, dude! Bar- Jesus Christ! I was at home watching. Clean it up. And Bard almost hit me. Oh my God! Yeah, I almost came out of the TV. It was unbelievable. <laughs> but dude, awesome, awesome, awesome tournament for Trey Turner, Mister Three Hundred Mil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and he looks like he deserves every every penny, man. Like it didn't matter if he hit ninth or sixth, sixth or, or whatever. Man, he he had two, he had two against Cuba. Paul Goldschmidt hit one. How about inviting those two guys for uh, Cafecito or Versailles? You don't have to do that. C- courtesy of uh, Diamond Dreams Miami up and we in. We got you. We got you. We have to get them there. <laughs> Damn. Those guys, uh, Trey Turner had an amazing tournament, man. Remember, $300 million, but he turned down 360 something like that from the Padres. An amazing tournament, man. Well, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't, you know, obviously these guys got to report to spring training. But if they had a little bit more time, I wouldn't, pat it pa- I wouldn't put it past the exilio, man, because... I remember, I remember when I was about twenty the, during the Olympics, that um, Team USA beat Cuba. I think they ended up winning the gold medal, and they came back, and they hicieron tremenda fiesta ahí to Team USA and Tommy Lasorda at Freedom Tower. Yo, that'll be nice. We get a little championship back here in 2026. Yep. You know, invite Goldschmidt ahí and, and Turner, bro. Right una, una placa ahí en calle ocho, a star. I have a drink of Trey, <laughs> Trey Turner, oh yeah, thank you for, for jacking up the Cuban team. But no, Mike, you know, uh, we'll talk about the pitch clock now. Uh, but, but man, like, I say all that about the Team Cuba Libre and what I say about the Cuban team because it sucks, man. It it hurts as a Cuban-American. Yeah. And, so, and, and you know, and, and I, I feel very Cuban, man. My parents came in the 60s and, and I learned the Cuban culture and I eat the Cuban food and speak Spanish and drink my cafecito every day. And, you know, play my dominoes and learn my Cuban history. And, dude, it sucks that, you know, my Puerto Rican friends are Puerto, and, you know, the ones, even the ones that were born here are, they're shouting and chanting for Puerto Rico. Um, the Dominican friends, I'm being my Venezuelan friends, which I have plenty. También ahí, oye, chamo, vamos. You know, and we can't, bro. The, the team that represents Cuba hates our people. They, hate, well they hate your parents. Yeah. They hate my parents. They hate us. Yep. They hate the ideas that, yeah. we, that we represent. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. That sucks, man. You know, when they come here and they open up and they, like, look, Jordani Zugas. ruined the country. Jordani Zugas, the boxer, when he was over there, I don't know. I don't know how, how he thought. Guy comes here, dude, he's super Americano, grateful to this country, writes the right things, says the right things. When he beat Manny Pacquiao, I I, I called um, with, with another friend of mine, we called Francis Suarez's, uh, um office, and we got him a key to the city because he represents what's, what's awesome. supposed to be represented. 
a Cuban who came here to this country. That's big time. And and acknowledges and and knows the support that the U.S. gave him, and he said, "I love this country. This is the best." Yo hablo en contra de todo eso. When the patria vida stuff happened, the protests and all that, he was front and center there. Keys yeah. to the city, bro. That's big time. You did that. You set that up. That's nice, Amando. It's big time. Doing stuff for others, man. Keys to the city. That's key. And and that's all we want. We want to cheer for a team. I want to wear the Cuban flag on my shirt. I want to wear it on my hat. USA también, obviously. That's where I was born. But Absolutely. but Team Cuba too. Yeah, why well, not? We can do that. Can do it. Hopefully, you know, best case scenarios that my Team Cuba Libre idea doesn't even happen because Cuba will be free in four years. That'll be nice. I hope. I hope, man. That will be Pre President Marco Rubio. Hey. <laughs> Or hey, 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 you know, equal opportunity, equal, equal opportunity, Whatever it equal takes, opportunity, man. or or pick a, you know, if 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 the my my Democrat friends or Democrat friends are listening, President Bob Menendez. There you go. But hey, somebody that believes in democracy. There you go. That's what we need. That's I, what we need in see, Cuba. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get that straightened out. By I remember when I was a kid, I wanted uh, Jorge Mascarosa, uh, Cuban president. Neither here nor there, but I think they killed him. But anyway, whatever. Probably did. What can we say? But Mike, another thing that from day one, day one, Mike Quintana sitting here and Armando Alvarez sitting over here, we're texting throughout this whole tournament. What's the first thing you texted me about the pace of the game? No pitch clock. No pitch clock. No pitch clock. I think that... Um, if you go back to when the games, to me, started really getting ramped up and good, um, probably like the last five, six games, but especially that last inning of the Mexico-Puerto Rico game, if you add a pitch clock to that inning, you ruined the game, okay? Those pitchers were, because <laughs> it was to the point where bases loaded, there's two outs, like it's to the point where your mistake can cost you, you slash your country, the victory and the advancement, so... It was a lot of stepping off, a lot of deep breaths, a lot of shaking off, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, hitters taking their time. And those are the beauties of, of the game that these players that perform at this level, they need, especially in those moments. Um, and I think in, in the whole pace of play thing and keeping fans engaged and interacted, Amando, I didn't, I didn't see people leaving the games here until they were over. Because the games were good, the games were entertaining. They had the right players on the field. So, what, what did you say? Ninety what percent? Ninety six point four percent of the TVs in Japan were turned on during the last out. You know what I'm saying? So, so that goes completely against what they've been saying about pace of play and 100%. making it more enjoyable. No man, those games were enjoyable. I watched the whole games. I never do that. I watched the whole game. You know, so I I think that the they're trying to play a game and fast forward. And I really, I, and I had a fair, we had a fair chance because we were watching spring training games and you see the clock and you see how these guys have to rush and these innings are happening in a minute, minute and a half. And having watched the WBC without it, I think the, the traditional way is, um, is, is the way to keep it. I think they're going to ruin it. And listen, I, I was one that, you know, in, in podcast past, I said, hey, you know, this, this idea might be, Okay, because there's some guys that got away with with you know taking up a little bit too much time, and I and I and I I get that concern. Is it gonna bring more fans? No, it's not. Whoever doesn't like baseball doesn't like baseball. They're not gonna watch. Exactly. 
um, I the more I think about it, the more I watch the WBC, the more against it I am. I started thinking it, you know, and it's funny that I never thought of it this way. Yeah, I do real estate now, but I've mentioned in the podcast many times before. And those of you that are listening that know me know that the majority of my life I've been in TV. I worked 16 years as a television producer. And one of the beauties of producing baseball is, you know, last last night is a perfect example. Shohei Otani against Mike Trout, teammate versus teammate. Best player in Japan, best player in the U.S. team. Head-to-head. Strike one. A, director in the in the control room. Go to camera two, tight shot of Trout. Go to camera three, tight shot of, of Otani. Go to camera four, the Japanese guys there pumped in the dugout. Go to camera five, Mark DeRosa in the dugout. Go back to camera one, wide shot. Strike two. Oh my God, now Mike Trout's in trouble. Tight shot of Trout, camera two. What happens with a pitch clock? You ruin all that, it. All that dies. You ruin it. All that dies. You got to stay in the in, in the tight shot. Maybe quick shot of Trout, quick shot of Otani, back to the wide shot. You don't have room for creativity. You don't have room for stories. You don't have room to show replays of home runs. When Turner hit the home run yesterday, they show him in the dugout, high fives for everybody, DeRosa happy as, as shit, and then you go back to play, strike one, replay, replay, replay. Three replays. Go back to to play. With the pitch count, I'm not going to see that Trey Turner home run ever again. Yeah. We're going to see a half-assed replay, and guess what? The director might miss pitch two because of the replays. Yeah, they're going to ruin it. They're going to ruin it because there's moments in the game that take time. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, what's going to happen is the beauty of the game is that it's long. You can go get food. You're not going to miss much. You can get there late. You're not going to miss much. You can even leave the game in the sixth, seventh inning, drive home and catch the end of the game on TV. That's the beauty of the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, dude, this whole speed up thing and – it's going to be bad, Armando. I don't think it's going to work. I think they're going to have to peel it back a little bit. And look, That's Mike, what I think. I, you know, let, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, let's, let's try this, right? Let's say they try it. Okay. And I'm not going to – I hate the word meaningless, especially the way people are using it these days. But let's just say a game of not too much interest, and I'm sorry to the fans of, of, these, of these teams – but let's say, I don't know, it's a Saturday afternoon and the Pittsburgh Pirates are playing matinee against the Cincinnati Reds. Not too many people are watching nationwide of the fans of those two teams. Pitch clock. Okay, I get it. Now, you talk, you're talking about WBC-type atmosphere. The game, the stories. Should be nothing. How about cancel it during the, the postseason? Once you go to the postseason, pitch clock is done. Postseason back back to your regularly scheduled program because that is when you tell when you tell the stories you know like man TV, TV baseball on TV in the stadium is one thing on TV it's another thing when you're at home you want to see the stories you want to hear the stories you you can you almost watch for a um uh, Murinama or Mukinama, how do you say, Murikama, um, you know, 23 years old, he's going to post, no sé qué. oh, did you know that, you know, whatever, whatever story they say about him. They, they were talking about the Japanese manager that he used to travel the world covering the J- Japanese baseball and how he gets to manage it, awesome. you know, and 
th- those stories that you're not going to find out with an 18-second pitch clock. No. So if you want to do it, do it. In the postseason, leave my postseason baseball alone. Uh, yeah, I, I say leave it alone completely. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, like I said a couple shows ago, I think at the end of the day, the owners are going to get hit in the pocket with the finances um, because games are going to be shorter, people are going to be drinking less, eating less. And I think that's going to be the end of it. I, I, I don't think it's going to work. I think and it's terrible. I, I agree with you, Mike. And really quick before we go, you, you actually asked me this question, but I'll ask you just for the sake of the podcast. What did you think of the advertisements on the helmet? So I've, I've always been kind of against advertisements on uniforms. I've never really liked them. But I was cool with the advertisement on the helmet. I thought the T-Mobile sign looked perfect. Um, it's great advertising for, for that company. Um, and I was okay with with the advertisement on the helmets. I thought it was cool. I thought it was small. I thought it was tidy. Um, I think it loosens up a little bit, uh, you know, the, the rules a little bit. But I think if it matches on the helmet and it's something that's not going to be a papelazo, something that's going to be clean, I'm good with the helmet. Listen, I, I thought the same thing. I'm I'm very against um, advertisements in uniform. I don't like them in in soccer. I don't like them in basketball. I, I don't like them. Um, I don't even like the Nike check on, on the MLB uniforms. You know, when when I purchased my first Yankee uniform post, um, you know, during the Nike era, and and I saw the the Nike check there. It's it's cool. It's Nike, but I don't I don't like it. I don't like it on a uniform. A uniform is supposed to be clean. clean. Helmet, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. I actually, even before you asked me, I saw the T-Mobile sign, and I'm like, "Conyo, not a bad idea." Yeah, it wasn't bad. Not a bad idea. Yeah. It was very, it was very subtle on the side. You know, when when he's in the box hitting, you probably can't even tell. Just more when he was on the on deck circle, he turned around looking at the third base coach or first base coach, depending, you know, because it was on, on on that side. Um, didn't mind. So if you, if you are gonna, you know, m- monetize and play baseball. The helmet would be the way to yeah, go. I think the helmet's the way to go. I think that's the that's the way to go. You know, no uniforms, no jerseys, no pants, you know, none of that stuff like they do like in the winter leagues. No, 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 but, no, no, um, no. But I thought the helmet was cool. I liked it. I liked it, man. I can't wait. Listen, can't wait for twenty twenty six. And whoever has T Mobile, March twenty eighth, you go, you sign up, you get the free MLB package for Ooh, the year. Ooh, that's big time. You know that I, I I'm in, I'm with T Mobile mainly because of that. There you go. I was with AT and T, and I went to my boy's house one day, and he goes. Hey, what do you want to watch the Yankees Red Sox with the Yes Network announcers or Nesson? And I go, what are you talking about? No, I have the MLB package. I go, oh, you paid for it? No, no, I have T-Mobile. What do you mean you have T-Mobile? You no, they give it T-Mobile to you for free. Might be getting a lot of baseball fans. And I'm like, well, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. That's so I time. switched over, man. Big time. But Mike, dude, awesome podcast. Awesome podcast, man. Lots to talk about. We got some some good ones coming up too, Amanda. Yeah, we got some some good um, some good guests coming up. And then, you know, moms out there, don't feel left out. We got one coming for you. Yep. That's right. Up and in, episode 27. Yeah.